to cue us in no, we don't. to coming into the hide. No, we don't. We don't have secrets like that. Uh, I, I, I didn't I didn't say that. Dude, no. who's fucking keeping that bag of weed there? You're the last... P- <laughs> just realized you just dropped that. It's not weed. Oh, yeah? Taste it. You want to get high? Taste it. Tasting is how you know things are weed, Tony? Yeah. See what happens in two hours. I want to know what this is. Dude, that's definitely catnip. Eh, I think it's like green tea stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that smells fucking disgusting. That smells like that smells like a section of Whole Foods. Dude, that smells like it smells like shit. That's what it smells like. All right. Does it look stupid? Nah, you look gangsta. Well, it is a little puffy because of the headphones. Hi, Rebels. How you doing? <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, we're doing the monologue, Tony. Thanks for reporting back to the hideout, and welcome to episode 21. We're here now. I'm your Rebel host, Tyler Soflo, a.k.a. is not wearing leather jacket guy because his motorcycle is somewhere else, and there's no need for him to have the jacket here. So you're going to see Tyler Soflo be leather jacketless for a while, but don't worry. He's coming back. To my left is we're not wearing. your... This is the place to come to. <laughs> 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 just, just like that. Yeah, fucking skip over this guy. <laughs> to, your le- to my left here is your co-rebel host, Tony Soflo, a.k.a. has his motorcycle jacket guy. Half of it. Half of it on. The other the other half somewhere else. We like variety. You know. This is the place to come to for a new way to follow the movement. Here we'll be talking about everything and anything in the parkour and free running world from content reactions to updates, interviews, reviews, advice, and more. But we do it our way, so keep tuning in what that means. And, and I could just really say that it doesn't mean we do all of those in one episode because that'd be too much. Today's task will be about competitions during COVID season. March marks one year anniversary that COVID just fucked us, hey? And just ruined everybody's lives. Everybody's worst came out. Everybody's jobs were at were just threatened. Parkour gyms took a beating. I mean, it's been rough, dude. And everybody got a motorcycle. And everybody somehow, everyone just had a spiritual awakening and got a motorcycle as a result. Dude, it's been rough. You know, uh, I was talking to Amos at uh, World Chase Tag, and uh, more than one location for Apex just shut down, like closed off because of COVID. Really? Like, that sucks, man. Hmm. Miami Fruiting, our own I mean, state, Miami Fruiting Doral closed. That's what they fucking get. They won. <laughs> I'm just kidding, dude. I love you, Amos. You're not even listening to this. Whatever. I don't know why I'm saying it. Michael Sliger. Michael Sliger. You better be fucking listening, cute ass motherfucker. <laughs> um. So you, COVID. You, yeah. What, no. No. Go ahead. Dude, my mind's going off and everything because I got a slight headache right now. But you didn't fucking ask. Um, oh, right. We, sorry. To my left is your co-rebel host, Tony Soflo, a.k.a. How you doing today, man? How you feeling? Did you do a little mental health check-in? I got a slight headache. I rode the bike for too long and I didn't eat. Well, that wasn't worth it. All right. So <laughs> anyway, yeah. what I was trying to say Go ahead. was that like the reason we couldn't catch Apex yeah. was solely because Michael Slager didn't look cute enough. I, I didn't want that ass that bad. Oh, That's why I didn't try and grab it. Yeah, Otherwise, you, I would have tagged that ass so fucking quick. I would have. But he just wasn't putting out too much no, that day. he just day. wasn't putting out. So, if anything, it's their fault. I actually can't even put together the paradox you just placed in front of me. Dude, neither did I. <laughs> All right, I'm moving on. I'm taking it over here. <laughs> neither did I. And that stupid toy. Oh, but it looks good on you, SpongeBob. <laughs> All right, uh, that was a way derailing. I was saying... <laughs> somberly attempting to that COVID <laughs> that COVID really us. screwed us and the parkour and fruiting world man like parkour gyms is a huge way to make a living through parkour and uh in the you know uh, as a 
that's a job really because they are successful especially in the united states and uh covid genuinely just came in and was like let's just take away some of you like tempest as well got a beating and throughout all of that that's crazy i didn't see that happening tempest yeah apex miami free running I don't even some so another, many other gyms. Some another another gyms I'm probably not mentioning. I'm sorry, but those are the you know the bigger name ones that are easier to recognize. I just it, it just then Pinnacle closed down. Pinnacle, you're right. See, there you go. That's the one. Andy Taylor's gym. Not that anyone gives a fuck about him, but I think I'm slowly turning into the guy in the podcast that actually just like roasts and starts sh- beef. Shit's on it's everybody. fine, dude. Listen, I'll leave you to it. It's all good. Um, I might hop in, but anyway, point is, is that it's been a year. Last year, and I know it because I'm still a, a university student. Last year, the day before spring break started for school, the professors were like, you might not come back to class after spring break. Like, just get ready. And I looked at this professor. I was like, okay. Like, I thought it was a joke. I shit you not. I looked at her and I was like, things going to be fine. Like, maybe, you know, a week or two, whatever, and we'll come back, you know. Hey, Whoa. <laughs> everything went online <laughs> it's been more than two weeks it's now. been a year and throughout all of that parkour still managed to thrive still managed to find a way to unite and get the people in the different communities to come together and do something even though there was social distancing couldn't go to the gyms a gym actually closed down people actually got covid or you're asymptomatic or you just didn't get it all and you were trying to avoid it face max hand sanitizing your dick every five hours the whole nine yards still parkour found a way so i'm gonna open up the book of truth as per usual and we're gonna find out what that means i'm not gonna lie the reason i'm looking at you right now is because for the longest moment i thought you had like white powder on the tip of your nose and in reality it was just the white light from the kitchen <laughs> shining on the tip of your nose and i was like does he have something on his nose right now secret cocaine that's why i wanted to see if you could hear me in my room so read the fucking book powdered donuts read the like, fucking more book. like it all right sorry uh so the first one of course and we did a video we did a podcast episode uh a while ago on it flight or fight academy what fight or flight I said fight or flight. You no, said I said flight, flight or, or fight. I said it reverse. Sorry, it's been a while. I didn't mean to be racist. Uh, they're from where? Minnesota, right? Uh, yeah. Wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Minnesota. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's Riley, shout out. Um, yeah, they put out, what was the cash prize, Tony? Come on, you can do it. Oh, was it 20 grand? I think it was 20 grand. Damn, dude. And here's the crazy thing. When I was saying how parkour, you know, was, you know, attempting to thrive through COVID. I mean, everybody was, but parkour specifically right now, the way that they managed to do this was through like uh, video <laughs> submissions on uh, Instagram, on Instagram, but it was like bracket based, like a tournament, yeah. right? So if you and I were competing and we threw down a line, recorded it, put it on our Instagram, right? Or, or, or posted it and sent it to him or tagged him, whatever. And we wouldn't have made it up the ranks. Hypotheticals here, homeboy. <laughs> <laughs> we already talked about our loss against uh, Apex. We don't need to, you know, keep lowering the bar for us right now. Right. Yeah, we know we've been slacking. We called ourselves out last episode. Okay, I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, accountability, because I don't. I'm not here to give advice. I just <laughs> Rob Bailey. Oh, yeah. I, I love that part of the, at the end of the song. <laughs> so you were to do the same thing, and now we both have a run that's posted on Instagram, what have you, for uh, fight or flight, and we tag them. They then post those runs on their story. And they use it. They use the poll feature on Instagram for the rest of the world to vote on whose line was best, and then that's how you got further down the bracket into finals for your prize. I mean, dude, how freaking just quick-witted genius that is in order utilizing the the technology that we have at our fingertips, man. Like, I guarantee you, there's some people that probably looked at parkour competitions like, oh, it has to be in person, it has to be this way, and as yeah. soon as they saw COVID, screw it. They're like, well, I guess we can't do anything. But then some people came forward and were like, minded. we still got it. So who was the motherfucker that won Fighter Flights Academy's COVID comp? I'm going to call all these. Oh, um, you got it. Kyria? No. Three, three and Cold One. Oh, it was him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But Cold what? One, don't you care dude, about your dude, ankles? I don't dude, have fucking, ankles. fucking, they're all the same. <laughs> they all just go to different color, dude, different colored 
<laughs> different colored pull up oh, bars yeah. in Russia. That was who was this fucking um. When you did that double side off the rail. rail. Yeah. Oh my! Jeez. And it wasn't even like you a rail a soda. Caffeine free bang? Is no. that no. count? No. It's a soda. <laughs> it's a soda. <laughs> it's a soda. Oh, a soda. Uh, yeah, dude. It wasn't even off of like a rail, and then there was nothing else above it. He took off the rail below a rail, <laughs> so he took off a rail to clear oh. another rail, double side, and then he kept going. Know, then there was dude. double corks and shit in it. That shit was dumb. There was uh, there was a three sixty back handspring to a rail. I think he did cast con gainer off of, off the rail as well. Like I as think a he finisher. won twenty grand. <laughs> he won the twenty grand. And, uh, dude, he messaged us. I felt so bad. He was like, I'm not Russian. I'm Polish. And I was like, I am so sorry. I am so sorry. I sent a video. I was like, I am so sorry for being racist. Like, I didn't. <laughs> I fucking. Dude, looks like we got to Polish up our, uh, our ways to figure out who's Russian. So, <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow. Brain, hit that late. Uh, Fighter Flight Academy definitely came through. I I think they're the uh, <coughs> the MVP uh, on that one because honestly, imagine through those. If you guys can cast your memory back to a year ago, before you like saw that the world just went, <laughs> and throughout that time, like being stuck at your house or wherever you're at, over and over every day, day by day. And then you see that you're still able to utilize your parkour <laughs> skills to win money. That is not just a tiny amount. I mean, this thing can pay off so many bills if you have them. I'm sure three on Koval had stuff to figure out with that money. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure he was being smart about it because, dude, what an opportunity. I mean, you saw how hard they went. We just talked about what he did. There's other people that went equally as hard. Yeah. It was just a matter of voting. I think the voting thing is so cool. You're literally utilizing a feature off of an app as a way to, like, carry on a competition. Yeah. Without being in person. That's so sick. Um, and then, of course, the folks after that, that I have on my list at least, uh, was Tempest. So even amongst their difficulties, they were like, we're putting on a comp and we're going to utilize it this way. I think it was... Because they did it every month. Right. So talk more on that. Like, Because I, 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 I didn't know as much about that one as I did They uh, just They just flights. did the same, same style as Fighter Flights, except they did it every month with a smaller cash prize. Wasn't it a grand per month? No, I think... I think it was a grand split up in between like women's and, and males. Right. So it was like 500. So it would be the same thing. Like you, you film a run, you post it on your feed and they put it on their story with yep. another person. Yep. And it was a poll to pick. Yep. I remember picking, uh, I, I know Kobe went into that one. Did you know Kobe did the Tempest? Yeah. Yeah. I picked him every time. Of course, you know, I got to support. Um, That's the only flaw with that. Uh, you know what? I didn't even think about it until I just said it. Yeah. I know what you're saying. It's the only flaw with like that kind of like competition is that you can easily just spam it to a bunch of your friends being like, vote for me. Right. Instead of actually voting based off the quality of the run. Like yeah. you'd have to be like you and your, like if it was you who posted it, but I didn't, I didn't submit or vice versa. It doesn't matter. What? What? <laughs> I'm such an idiot. <laughs> Dude, the people listening that are not watching are like, why was there just a moment of silence for no fucking reason? Dude, I looked at my program and it didn't look like it was recording, but it totally is. But it was going so slow that I was like, I almost shot myself just now. I almost started sweating bullets. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? Okay. Hey, wait, rewind. <laughs> Tony's so done right now. Dude, I, I, I want Julian to leave this job so we don't have to do him late nights anymore. We were more energetic in the morning and stuff like that. We need to get back to that because Julian sleeps during the morning because he has a uh, he has a night shift and he's leaving it. A quick side note before we get back on track, Julian has a way to resign from his job. <laughs> he made up an email where the first letters of every sentence spelled out eat cum. <laughs> <laughs> but in the message, it's like, I'm getting depressed. I don't like this job. Like, I'm out. It's like a very professional way to say I'm putting in my two weeks. Yeah, it, very professional. But if you were to take the letters <laughs> of each sentence, it says eat cum. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, basically he works from like 7 PM to 7 AM. So the only time we could do this podcast at night and we're like drained from the day. So we got to switch that up again. Anyway, back to what I was saying. Uh, if you were to post a run or I was, and one of us, you know, uh, weren't competing, you could easily be like, I'm just going to keep voting for Tyler. Yep. Even though the other person's run is better than mine. I mean, morally, yeah, that's what you'd want to do is vote for the better run. Right. But then <laughs> what if there's people out there that are like, you know, like if I were to talk to you, I'd be like, Hey, Tony. I know you're not going into this competition, this COVID comp, but I am. Don't 
vote for me just because it's me. Actually vote for me based off of the other runs that you see. Mm-hmm. No one's going to do that. You don't think You don't think there's some people that would do that? There might be some, but... A majority? Vast majority. Especially with, like, a, a, like, cash prizes and, like, huge cash prizes. Like I want the money. I want the money. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Damn. That's a little crazy. Okay, but, like, in comparison to the pandemic that was going on... Great idea. Still awesome yeah. that it was able to happen. Because if it wasn't for that, there'd be nothing. Yeah, that's true. Fuck comps. No, nobody trying to go out and do stuff during the pandemic like screw that like that was the only so I, a little sacrifice there and that's also to say that's to say if everybody did it. i don't think everybody did what you're saying but I that mean, is one flaw any pcs one was good because i think they judged it they that was the next one i was going to get into um i but i wanted to say who won the tempest one first i don't remember well there's been multiple winners oh you're right sorry yeah i, I, I don't know why i keep thinking the tempest one was like the big grand one like fight or flight dude fucking all right, we can talk about NPC. I was going to talk about uh, how those are all online competitions, and then out of nowhere, Ninja Quest is like, we're going to host a skills qualifier. We'll, we'll do that at the very – we'll do that after NPC. Okay. So the next one that I have written down – and I'm sorry if I'm missing some COVID comps that happened. It's just these are the big three that I remembered, especially since it's also kind of like a recap of – like we're going through last year when the pandemic started. Um, yeah. Uh, NAPC has their online <laughs> COVID comp as well where they still have you utilize your gym is it have to be in a gym yeah utilize well, your local gym i don't uh, know i don't remember seeing anybody's submission outside but i could be wrong i i don't know if they said it specifically has to be in the gym but i think based on like what they were asking for that it has to be in the gym like they were like oh yeah. like put a rail or something in there well you had to i think there was five different categories and you had to do it maybe within it a was. Certain, you maybe, had to do it within maybe, five minutes maybe they did specify gym actually i think they specified gym and it's uh I, I can't remember exactly the the amount of they did because one of the things was to uh start supporting local parkour gyms yeah so that's why during this and then you would go <laughs> essentially go into the gym there was different like it was like wall bar you know what I mean? It was like that. And, and then it, like you had to do extra. them all back to back and they had to be runs in between each category within five minutes. Yeah. And then you submit it to them. They, in order to announce this, made kind of like a fun, like quirky, uh, inch, like a video to explain and stuff. Like their announcement video for this or it's better. And uh, I liked it because it, it was another spin on this whole COVID comp. Like yeah. fight or flight and Tempest were very much similar. It was bracket based tournament. You upload a video of you doing something and then they put it against somebody else and you vote on the stories, right? <laughs> this one was different. This one's actually you going out, setting your own challenges. And then instead of submitting it to go against somebody else immediately, you submit it to NAPC for them to judge. It's basically the closest thing they could get to is if you were there with them yep. in their gym, uh, oranges, right? Oranges. <laughs> Orange, you're glad or I didn't say, say what? <laughs> Isaiah, you know what that one is uh, at Origins. And um, I thought that was really sick. I think we, I think we, we de I mean, you could have and stuff, but I definitely couldn't have. I would have liked to do that one. Oh, I would have definitely yeah, liked to I do that one. To, I would have had to go to Orlando. You would have to go to Orlando for that. We'd have to drive almost two hours for Tony just to do that. I mean, we did it for something. Well, we'll get into that. Yeah. <laughs> so I definitely would have liked to do that one. Um, just because that's you know it's more parkour uh, control technique skill based competition if you will as opposed to free running it's it's a skill comp it's a, it's an online skill comp where you do it yourself and you are competing against others but you are being judged by the NAPC guys I think that's really sick um, and uh, I don't know the update on what's going on with that yet but I've seen people's submissions and I saw Anthony Flocks man he is underrated that guy is awesome I wish I could train with him more it's been a year since I've trained with him. Um, and uh anthony if you're listening somehow shout out to you you're freaking you know you're a beast and uh i saw your submission at i think it's phoenix arizona parkour's gym dude some gnarly running pre's cat grabs climb ups and all that stuff that he just did back to back i think he had to repeat one though because there are guidelines you have to complete you know what i mean per category like wall like you know i'm sure the climb up has to be a specific way or what have mm -hmm. you um and he had to repeat one of them because he just he he did i don't think he stuck it long enough or, or something like that so he had to like he like it was like one of those sticks where you like you roll off and you had to fucking you had to get back on top again same breath and just go because you have to do it under five minutes i thought that was a really sick way of giving you a sense of urgency to meticulously plan out your runs 
knowing that you can complete them under a specific time limit, but they're hard enough to get you through. Mm -hmm. Like that's hard. Like think about it. Like you're at a gym and you're like, okay, I got to do these categories. I got to do a sick enough run that all these will get me into it, but I have to have enough strength and wind to do it under five minutes. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that the time frame that you finish it under might take is a part of the probably judging criteria. Maybe. You don't think so? No. It was just, it's just something to think it's based off of just like the, however they judge skill comps. Yeah. It's just, uh, you know, if you've seen any NAPC uh, videos, you know, before COVID, the competitions that happened at the gym, you know how intense that stuff is. So I'm sure that the guys um, were sitting down. They're like, okay, how can we, like, bring that intensity but, like, COVID level? And they're like, ah, put a time frame. <laughs> Britt Tom was like, make them do all the climb-ups. <laughs> and uh, I thought that was dope. I didn't see everybody's submissions, of course. Um, I don't know what it is about being injured, but you just kind of just – you either super invested with everything going on or you just like completely detached for a moment as you heal and then come back. That's what I've been doing. Um, excuse for basically not keeping up. Um, I don't know what the update is on that, but I'm hoping to see the end result. Lastly, we have, uh, local competitions here in, uh, in Florida. We had this weekend, <laughs> this story is the best. Okay. If you've made it this far into the podcast, I don't know what time frame we're at. But this story right here is the absolute best. Last weekend, we went to Orlando. Why? Because the gym there, um, you guys, some of you who are listening, if you're out of state, you'll know about Rilla Hops. Um, they started promoting the gym years ago, about four years ago. They were initially called Urban Ninja. They've moved different locations, whatever, and also names. Now they're officially called Orlando Parkour. Yep. And um, they hosted their own competition that had speed uh, and freestyle, but then they also went together with... Ninja Quest. Yeah, well, what, how did that work? Ninja Quest just hosts... They're, they're hosting a skill competition, and then they did the one of the qualifiers at Orlando Parkour. So here's what I'm saying. Before I get into the details of that story I told you about how great it is and whatnot, now we've just... We went over three different comps that happened during COVID that specifically geared towards, like, social distancing and, and all that stuff, on uh, basically utilizing online, you know, technology, apps, etc. Now we've gotten to a point, it's a year later since COVID hit us, um, well, us as a culture in the United States of America, uh, now we're at a point where we go to gyms and there could be more than one person, but as long as everyone's wearing masks and stuff like that. So what you're telling me is that Ninja mm -hmm. Quest, which is, in, is, which is in Georgia, Atlanta, are coming up with qualifier skill comps in different gyms to do one final skill comp at their gym. Yep. Meaning the rules and, and strictness and regulations of COVID have gotten broader. Yeah. As opposed to a year ago, which was like, <clears throat> you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like no one could go anywhere. Yeah. And now it's like, okay, well wear a mask and sanitize and stuff like that. Social distance a bit and you can compete. Yeah. So that's where we're at now. Still like under loose rules of COVID, but still under the control of it. And essentially Orlando Parkour and Ninja Quest came together and they had their one of their qualifying skill comps at uh, the gym. Here's how it started. First of all, once again, not cannot emphasize enough. Tony and I don't have the monies. And every day we wake up. No, I. OK, I have not that much in my name right now. And I know it. Gives me a sense of urgency, but also some accountability because it's kind of my fault, okay? Um, to some to some extent, and we try always to find ways to make. Yeah, I guess you could say make money of our own though, through our own name, through our own brand, through our own creativity, and and all that stuff. That entrepreneurial spirit, and it doesn't happen all the time, so we can't just always go and be like, oh, let's go have this food. Like, we can't have the food we want. Like, I've been eating rice and freaking lunch meat <sighs> for the past week or more. Ramen, dollar store stuff. You know what I mean? And, I, you know, you get sick of it. You get you get sick of it. Tony has ramen too. Freaking peanuts uh, that he's letting me eat now <laughs> that are expired. And uh, But don't care. You know, that kind of thing. And so it was a Saturday. And I was planning on going to Orlando just to attend the event anyway to watch it, just to do something during the weekend, man, because it's been freaking like cabin feverish. You know what I'm saying? And because uh, I don't go to class and uh, Tony and I don't have to like go to an office or whatever. We just, you know, go wherever we have to do a project. We don't have one right now. And uh, I knew that there was a competition going on. But because of what we wanted to do, we were trying to write up proposals. We we're trying to do work, trying to give more opportunities to make money. We decided that it'd be smarter to stay home and not drive to Orlando, especially with the few money and gas that I have. <laughs> Homeboy is laying on the couch, ready to take a nap. And I get a message from Gareth uh, from Rilla Hops, and it goes as follows. Hey, 
you guys coming to Orlando for the competition? And I was like, shit, man. I decided not to go because I'm trying to be responsible. <laughs> nah, man, I can't go. <laughs> hey, Gareth. Nah, man, sorry. You can't go. Tony and I are struggling with money right now. Low on gas. We're trying to make uh, some more opportunities happen through emails and stuff like that with companies. Sorry, man. Uh, I'm sorry to say. <laughs> a little bit goes a little, You know, some time goes by. Tony's ready to pass the fuck out. Bing. Hey, you know if Tony comes and wins, he gets $100, right? <laughs> Dude, I put the phone down, looked at Tony. I was like, hey, man, you want to drive to Orlando real quick, win the speed comp $100 and use the cash prize to get food? And he goes, Tony's like, if Monkey says yes, then I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> and I go, I freaking get the phone. And I'm like, Monkey, this is the situation that's going on. Tony and I don't know what to do. Tell us what to do. A little bit later, Tony, I mean, uh, freaking Monkey literally goes, yes, Tony, do it. In that <laughs> accent. And then Tony goes, all right, guess we're going to Orlando. <laughs> and he gets up. He gets ready. We get ready. We I'm go, hyped. No, no, we go up the stairs. For, we start going up the stairs. And then I'm like, wait, how much is the entry fee for it? Oh, right. I, yeah, keep going. No, no, say it, say it. Oh, I was, he was like, wait, is there an entry fee? And I go, and then like my motivation like drops down a little bit. Because I had homework and I, you know, I, something new to do was exciting me. And then as soon as he was like, how much is the entry fee? I was like, ah, like, you know, like the excitement starts to go down. And then I go. I go, I don't know, man. He goes, if Gareth waves the if Gareth waves the no, fee if for Gareth it, pays it. If, if Gareth pays for it, I'll go. And I was like, oh. so I was like, hey Gareth, Tony will go if you pay for it. And then I get a message back. Tyler, I will pay for Tony's fee. And we just <laughs> fuck yeah. And so we get ready. We get in the car. We drive straight to Orlando. What what time was it at this point? Dude, it the competition started at 5 30 on the dot. We left at 3 we left at like 310. Yeah. We yeah, yeah, about 310 315, right? It was so, a 2-hour drive. Yeah, just about. We make it just there enough time enough for Tony to warm up. I'm sitting there crippled as fuck, right? Cuz I I wear the boot when I walk out of the house. I don't wear it right now, but I'm have the cast and the boot and I'm 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 just dedicated to be the chauffeur, you know what I mean? And um Basically, I show up. Tony walks behind me. They're all like, oh, shit, they showed up. I'm like, yeah, what's up, guys? I was like, I'm, I'm doing freestyle. <laughs> Whatever, <laughs> making stupid jokes. And then Tony starts warming up. They call out for the speed. They go over the courses and whatnot. I record Tony's two runs. I shit you not. I shit you not. Two hours before that, remember, we decided to stay home because we don't have money. Then we decided to go because of the cash prize to win it to then eat food. Dude, as soon as they tallied up Tony's runs, he won first place, got the $100, and we booked it. We went straight for some fucking sushi. No, we didn't. It was after the skill comp. <laughs> but homeboy, I dude, I was dying of laughter when I was filming you getting the shirt and stuff like that. Because in my head, I knew that just two hours prior, we were ready to just stay home. I won by like a decent amount of time too, actually. You did a I really good like, job. I won by like six seconds, yeah. I think. Dude, I thought that was so funny. It was just like conveniently going like, hey, you want to go to a parkour <laughs> competition and use the cash prize that you're definitely going to win and for then, food and that then, we don't want? Like uh, that we don't have them in. Fast forward like two and a half hours. I'm sitting on the floor, and they're calling out first, third, and first, second, and third place for the speed comp. Yeah, yeah. He was sitting on the ground like straddled, and I knew because I calculated his time before they did it, and I knew, and I was just so like, oh my god, it's a good day. It's, it's, <laughs> today is different, and I'm just so hyped. Didn't even care that I like couldn't compete either or whatever, and Julian didn't come either. That bitch. And literally, I know, I was waiting for, I was filming. He's like, all right, second place, Javier Tejada in first place. Tony Roth. I was like, fuck it yeah! <laughs> Like, we're getting food! <laughs> Straight up so hyped. And he was like, I got it. Like, you know what I mean? And I was like, dude, we're a bunch of freaking idiots, bro. Just like casually committing for a comp, winning it. You winning it. And then going, all right, time to go. And then Tony said, nah, fuck it. I'll do the skills well. His fee got waived for that, too. So everything was in our favor that day, and then you, like, walk me through, let's spit on the mic, walk me through, because we are talking about competitions, and this was just a fun story in between, but this is also the skill comp that's happening still kind of during COVID. Walk me through that process of what it was like to have somebody from Georgia come down to a gym in Florida as a qualifier round to show you the skills, and then what you were expected as, as an athlete. Uh, I mean, we were just supposed to like he set up all the skill challenges and then we had like 30 minutes to go through them. They set up the skill comp. I've never done a skill comp like this actually. So, you know, typically with skill comps, you do, you like find different skills in the gym. The more you complete, the more points you get. Right. 
Yeah, as like a qualifying round within your qualifier competition. Well, you know, like, like how- there's two stages. Stage one is do as many as you can. If you make it through, stage two is like a fixed five of them. They have to see if you can do all. Right, but you know how like typically it's like for the point wise yeah. at least it's it's like I right, this one's worth two points, this one's worth four points, this one's yes. worth and if you do all of them or if you do half of them, you get that amount of points. Right. This one was way different. Okay, like, explain it. It was you had five different stations throughout the gym. Some were catered to rails, some were catered to climb ups, lachets, cats, whatever. And there in those in each of those stations there were five different challenges of five different difficulties. I mean, I think the difficulties were a little, you know, misconstrued. But uh, in I'll my get, in my opinion as an athlete, I thought they were a little bit out of order. Yeah. So um yeah, so you have five different challenges in each of these stations of five different difficulties from each each, each of those challenges is either worth one point, two point, three point, four point, or five points. Obviously the one that are worth the more points are supposed to be harder. But it doesn't matter how many you do at that station because they don't add up. When you do a challenge there, your goal is to do the hardest challenge that you possibly can. The highest level of that station. The highest level that you can possibly do, and you'll get the points for that. So if I'm like, all right, I can only do level four, and I do level four, I get four points for it. For it. But if I did level three as like a warm-up to level four, I don't get three points and four points. I just get the one... The highest, the, I just get the harder one that I did. Right. So if you were to complete a level two skill at station, whatever it is, and then you go, okay, I can try to do harder. And then you attempt level four, but you don't get it. You stick with level two. You the just get the you points. That you, yeah. You just get the points that you did. This was also an interesting way. Cause I was obviously there, you know, watching and stuff and trying to be as involved as possible. And, uh, just to, for something to do. And, I was also having the same kind of reaction. I was like, this is a really interesting way of doing this because typically I'm used to that. Like I even did, I attempted an NAPC qualifier years ago at, at the older Orlando parkour gym, but it was like, I was coming off. I wasn't in the best shape for that. That was a lot of hard stuff I wasn't ready for. But anyway, my point is that they did like that. They did like 10 challenges. You try to do as many as you can. Somebody else has to sign it for you, verifying that they saw you do it. And then you move on to the final round of that which is five fixed challenges that go up in difficulty. This one, how Tony just described it, was a new twist that I hadn't seen. And when I was watching it happen, this guy, uh, what's it? what was his name? Justin. Justin. Justin is from, shout out to Justin, from uh, Ninja Quest in Atlanta, Georgia. You know, he was doing his job. He, he set all the challenges. He posted the papers for every station. And he was walking all the athletes around, telling them how to do it and whatnot, clarifying everything. When I was watching it happen, I did feel as well that some of the challenges were like, this isn't sh- this shouldn't be level two. This is like a level four or five. Yeah, yeah. Like, there, it, there reverse was, it. There's some of them like that. I didn't understand that um, that much, but I, I don't know. Maybe there's, there's always an explanation on the other party. You know what I mean? So yeah. I, I would always like to hear that explanation. But when I saw one of them that what they were walking Tony through, it was a Kong plyo up pre, but the plyo up pre was all the way in fucking Mars. I was like, oh, level seven? Dude, how is this level two? That was kind of like the only kinks I saw. But when the time hit, it was how long? It was 30 minutes. Okay, and how did uh, walk me through your experience of completing this qualifier round for skills for Ninja Quest? I was literally just doing it for fun. Right, but like, I, walk, like, how, like how did you perform? Like, how did you feel? Like, I know doing uh, it for fun sometimes is actually the best way to compete. I like... Okay, so like, all there were only... <laughs> There were only three people mm. that uh, competed in the Orlando Skills Comp, and based on the rules that is set for Ninja Quest for the qualifiers, I guess that added up to being that all three of us would qualify, no matter how we did. <laughs> so, uh, hearing that news, I was like, "Cool, I don't give a fuck how I do anymore. Right. I'm just gonna do whatever challenges feel fun to me." But that's it's crazy though because when it's it's funny how you actually could probably compete at your best in that mentality as opposed to a competitive mindset. Yeah, it's kind of a paradox, isn't it? Yeah, but so uh, yeah, I just went through and I just did. I was just like, all right, well, I'm just gonna do this challenge because this is hard and seems fun. Yeah, and just did that. Didn't really. I mean, I asked for time a few times just because I wanted to see, but I didn't. Yeah, like honestly, like I didn't care how many points I got to it. I was just like, that's a cool challenge want to try it and it felt low pressure too i was able to film you you know you're surrounded by people you knew yeah um but it was fun man it was fun there was one fucking it was one challenge where you were standing on this uh horizontal rail and you had to drop that one was pretty dope you had to drop about like 
three feet or something from your from the rail to the top of the wall you had to stand on the rail the cat crab was like it was a it was a pretty gnarly drop to a cat crab where the wall was like this and the rail was going this way and tony was facing that way like basically the wall was to the left of him his his body facing forward and so he had to like quarter turn drop cat crab and hold himself yeah i had to like you just drop down off the rail standing up straight and then slide into a cat crab but you can't let your feet touch the ground obviously and you can't let go of the uh the ledge and for some reason my shoes were not gripping to fuck that was weird too i always thought that weird that that wood's grippy yeah no that wood is grippy i think it's honestly just because like i've I've had this problem in the past whenever my hands sweat and i use chalk to chalk them up to dry them out and whatnot even after wiping them off of my clothes if i wipe the bottom of my shoes there's still a little bit of excess chalk that gets on the bottom of it and i think that uh ruins the grip a little bit in the moment yeah i remember one time while you were attempting that exact skill that we're talking about i told you to like make sure you wipe off your shoes from chalk because you were standing on some of it i thought at least yeah um but either way um i was still trying to just get you to paint the picture for other people of what a ninja quest skill qualifier comp looked like oh um, it's it's the same rinse and repeat process for other gyms in other states though you know what i mean it's not yeah. like sorry i got an email um it's not like it's different like i'm sure justin went to another gym he probably went to who knows he probably went to bob's motive gym and just yep. did the same thing so yep. for anybody listening that's what that's what happened and that's the most recent comp right now i think during this this uh time this tail end of the pandemic yeah so who knows you might see us at uh in georgia on april 17th yeah <laughs> me just mo- rooting again we got the money for it for more food money so anyway to complete this story tony uh uh tony gets third in that one and uh <laughs> and then we leave and we get the best sushi all you can eat possible i mean that was a really good day that brought it that like i remember you said it was like Dude, we got home at like 2 a.m no more 3 a.m uh, just about i like i fell asleep at three yeah so i'm yeah, late as fuck because we went to get sushi and then we're just having like the longest fucking possible conversation with gareth and eric yeah <laughs> over stupid shit it's so it, dude it was so it wasn't great, all though. stupid there was some there was some heartfelt moments. there were some heartfelt moments gareth norville from rilla hops and eric price from jacksonville uh i thought that was a great great day man like you said you're like i felt like i was 18 again i really did i was like see like these days can still happen it's just yeah. there are some things that we're doing that stress us out more and we forget about this this is the important stuff you know who what I mean? knows i might do more speed competitions now yeah I, I just like the whole spontaneous of it of just like you were about to take a nap and we you let monkey decide for you we left you won it we used that to get food had a good time with friends and then went home like i thought that was fucking awesome yeah and uh, a great way to enjoy a competition man um so that brings me to my last talking point for this to wrap it up before we get into our COVID competition, right? Our project that we feel is going to have a good future. Last, I want to say, I think it's really cool. <laughs> I think it's really cool how in the past, maybe not so much now, but in the past when parkour is real big, especially when it first blew up with Jump Brit and all that, you know, the 2004, 2005 times as it progressed, it was very much about be strong and be useful. You know what I mean? Adapting to your environment, um, kind of just make, just being able to handle adversity, you know, the whole, uh, analogies that parkour athletes back then used as having mental obstacles. You're utilizing parkour when you're training over physical obstacles to help you get over your mental obstacles, right? It was this big philosophy behind parkour. I find it kind of funny how it sort of comes back with this because during COVID people still managed to adapt to what was going on and continue parkour through the community, whether it be through, uh, attending, you know, small number of people in a gym or COVID competitions, like how we're talking about online stuff like that. Uh, I find it funny how it kind of, that philosophy kind of comes back. Maybe people don't talk about it or, or notice it, but it is real. Like the whole, be strong to be useful, adapt to your environment. Um, it really did happen either consciously or subconsciously through people. Like you were still trying to find ways to compete. You're still trying to find ways to train, even though it was amongst a pandemic, so I, I love parkour's little philosophy kind of being applied to this uh, this modern bullshit happening. And uh, I, I don't know. I thought that was cool. Uh, mm-hmm. My mind put that together. I don't know if other people did. But if you're listening and you just put it together, it's pretty cool. It, that whole message, though, the whole philosophy, especially if you watch, like, Choose Not to Fall by Daniel Labaca, that was a lot bigger back then. A lot of people, like, joined and trained parkour specifically just for that, like, like mentality. They just, like, were just so sucked into it. And then I don't think it says so much now. But either way, it definitely is applied to this COVID thing. So, Tony, let's talk about 
our COVID comp. We announced Doing it. a couple weeks ago our Easter challenge hunt. Bum, bum, bum. They're dying. <laughs> like I just play the music now. Um, oh, don't do that. My head's going to explode. Yeah, I know. For real. Uh, if you're watching the YouTube or if you're listening, go to the description of this episode. Click the link. It'll take you to the uh, announcement video of how we announced our competition. Now, we're not as well-known as NAPC or Tempest or Fight or Flight, but we will be because this thing is so sick, and I'm going to get involved in how we prepared for it because holy shit was it a process. Holy shit. But essentially, Tony and I came up with it last fall, and then we started preparing for it throughout the entire month of January and February. Now, I prefaced this in the last episode from last week about you know the amount of time it took and whatnot. Now we're going to get into a little bit of details of what it took to actually get into this. If you're somebody from Florida or out of state that wanted to join this and couldn't because we capped it at 10 teams, you can hear now exactly what went into it. If you're actually competing, you could still appreciate it. But... Essentially, Tony and I wanted to come up with a competition that involved being outside. We were at Ybor City filming for our GoPro X Soflo video, and we were at a certain spot near HCC, uh, the Ybor campus, of course, and we were kind of looking around. I don't know what sparked it, but what did we say? I can't remember what it was that made us get to that point, but we were like, yo, what if people found a challenge? I don't know what sparked it, actually. I don't know either, but we were like, what if we found a challenge? And then you were like... Like if someone scanned it, like a QR code, I was like, oh. like yeah, like a like a scavenger hunt. I was like yeah, or like it was like a, like a certain color depicts a certain skill level. Like yeah, like what if it was like, dude, what if it was like Easter, like eggs, dude, that's when our minds we literally went like this, yo, <laughs> like no way, dude, that's so sick. And we just kind of kept it in our minds for a while. Like, when are we going to do this? Okay, well, let's pick a couple weekends prior to Easter so no one makes any big family plans or whatever. Like, people actually attend to this. We looked around the C the Ebor City environment. We've trained there a couple times. We realized we get kicked out. So we were like, okay, well, let's just keep in mind the environment at hand. And what should we do? Let's cap it at a certain amount of teams and leave it at that. From there, we found... We had to work our way, I think, backward. The end result is that you scan an egg with a QR code on it that unlocks a list of challenges that you have to complete. We had to work our way backward in terms of how to create that, but also how to judge that. So what what is it that we decided on how we were going to have people communicate and submit it, or rather how we were going to tally them? They, they film the challenges and they send it to us. Right, but how? Like how? Like if... If they were competing, oh, like, like, why is it that we made it teams of two and what do they have to do? Oh, like, you mean, like, like the points that they get from it? Like, how they, they scan it and how they're supposed to, what do they use to send it in for us to tally and whatnot? Oh, well, we set it up well because we have, we have everyone talking to us on Discord, which is an app that you can literally set up different servers on so that way you, or channels so that way you can talk to different people on it and stay communicated. And then we have them pretty much go through the city of Ivor find eggs scan it see a video of one of us doing it that in that like link of videos will have different difficult different difficulties of challenges from like uh was it blue blue orange and red yep and each one is worth a different amount of points one two three points they go with their teammate to that challenge one of them just does it the other one films it the person who films it sends it into us via Google Drive, tells us they sent it to us. We see it, see if they did it right. And if they did it right, we tally their points. Yeah. So that's essentially how, like, in brief, how it works. Now, in order for that to make, in order for us to make that happen, I'm, I'm going to try to not talk in circles because I always do that and get too elaborate because we are going to release a behind the scenes, behind the business YouTube video, by the way, on all of this. There's going to be a huge video showing you guys exactly how this came to life. But to just, I guess preface that video by talking upon it briefly right now. Basically, in order to make the eggs, let's just start with the eggs. In order to make it happen, we had to, <laughs> Tony and I had to go back to Ebor. Hey, dude, this place is weird, okay? This place is weird. You'll go and be like, well, this is kind of like a rustic you know, old looking style place. Oh, this is neat. And then they're to the left. He's a homeless guy taking a shit. Okay. And the other guy is walking around because he's high on meth, dude. And then you got a family of tourists. <laughs> like it, that place is weird, right? Dude, and then you got one fucking homeless late threatening to kill Kobe. Or was it Brandon? What? You don't remember that? When we were filming the, the promo video, Brandon was doing a dive calling and the homeless lady walked by being like, 
being like, uh, hey, do that again. And Brandon being Brandon was like, I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't do that. And then everyone was like. I did that. I did that. There was this. There was this homeless lady who I, 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 I guess I don't know. You don't. You look at these people in Ebor and you're like, I don't know where you came from. And I don't mean to rank on them. You literally just are lost when these people start speaking. This woman came walking by as Brandon did the dive kong in the, um, in the promo video for this competition that announced it that I told you about. Link in the description of wherever you're watching. That dive kong that he did. There was one shot that he did it, and this woman came by and she was like, Ah, you stupid! Like just loud as fuck. And I just was filming and I was like, Huh? <laughs> and I was like, perfect opportunity to mess with people today. I didn't realize the state this woman is, by the way. I totally made a mistake by doing that. Brandon doing any anything. He's not like that, dude. He's just very like, oh, shit. All right. Never mind. Yeah. Not me. On the other hand, I was like, what are you talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. She's like, I saw that. What are you, stupid? You don't you going to get hurt. Whatever. And I was like, I, I don't know what you're referencing to. He's fine. And then didn't you decide to like, all right, fuck this and give up? And then Kobe was like waving at her. Or something from the distance <laughs> as she was walking as, well as 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 she was walking away, and her response to I think him waving at her was like I'll fucking kill you. Dude, <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure I could be fucking wrong about it, but I'm pretty sure Kobe was like this to like wait no, <laughs> in wait, the buddy suit. Was like he was. <laughs> he, he like, <laughs> What do you do to that? Yeah. What do you say to that, dude? I don't even. I'll fucking kill you. <laughs> Okay. I mean, granted, we do look like a bunch of clowns. Like, you got three athletes, right, that are in parkour attire. You got a kid that's dressed in a bunny suit. Then you got crippled over here with homeless hair and a camera filming the jumps. <laughs> like, this woman was probably tripping her mind off already, like, on top of whatever she was on. So, anyway, we got threatened to get killed. But, anyway, this place is weird. That's what we're trying to get at. And we go back there for the first visit. We visited that city so many times to prepare for this damn thing. The first visit was Tony and I walking around Ebor City, I shit you not, for like three to four hours, setting 75 to 80 challenges per location. We basically picked four to five <coughs> specific areas of Ebor City. We went to them, and then we basically took pictures on Tony's phone of every challenge possible in that location. That we thought of. Per, that well, yeah, that we thought of per skill level. So what we did was, we took a picture, and we would draw a blue line arcing from one ledge to the other, signifying that it is a one point blue egg standing pre, and we rinse and repeat that process with orange and red for every location, and we walked around, and then you saved it into folders, right? Yeah. And what did we do with those? We watched them. I think we we watched. Them. We categorized them into Google we Drive. Categorized and watched, <laughs> and we we just went over them. We we're like, okay. And the reason why we did that is because what was our rule for setting the challenges? That we have to be able to do them. Yes. That. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was like, that's that's our that's our thing all the time. It's it's because we're different. Because we're different. Well, like, why though? Because like, there's so many skill competitions that like people's mind can get out of control man like you can look at a challenge and be like that's fucking cool that'd be hard as fuck to do i'm gonna set it and it could be like ungodly mm -hmm. for someone to do that and or for just unnecessary unnecessary and like for us like we're just like i like we want to generally know like how specifically difficult a challenge is yeah before setting it for a competitor to do so therefore we're gonna do all the challenges there and actually dignify this was hard as fuck this took us like 10 fucking tries to do right that's definitely a hard challenge worth three points. Whereas this is easy as shit. Anyone who comes up here with like one year of experience can do this challenge. That's one point, you know? Yeah. We just, we, we want hands-on experience with like actually setting the points as opposed to just looking at it being like, that looks hard. That's going to be three points. I right. Don't know. That's just not how we roll. I don't for, especially well for our own competitions for sure. Yeah. And because this is our first go around at doing something like this, which I just genuinely believe it's the first of its kind of experience. We've marketed it that way uh, as such. Uh, because it was new, um, it's very limited space, and it's in Florida, we were setting the challenges based off of the entire state's skill level, all the people that train here, because pretty much right. pretty much, 90% of the people that signed up are from Florida. So we kept that in mind when we were taking these pictures. Except for a couple people. We didn't keep them in mind. We did not keep them in mind. No. We we're going we're gonna to see what happens. Because uh, it's still two weeks away. Uh, anyway, so we walked around Ybor City for the first day, took pictures of every location, and all the pictures had a color drawing on it depicting the egg, meaning depicting the skill level. We categorized them, put them on a Google Drive. Then we had to schedule Julio 
to come here because I still had the undiagnosed broken foot in the wrist. I couldn't be the third person helping. So it was Julian, Tony, and Julio and me who we went, we went back to Ebor two weeks later to actually physically set all of the challenges that we took pictures of and save the videos to categorize them into specific Google Drive folders. Now, that took about, I want to say, five and a half hours. And the majority of them were sent by you and Julio. Yeah. Julian had to come Julian later. Julian showed up fucking late. Well, because of his freaking yeah. vampire nighttime job. Um, and the, the rule was that we have, like Tony said, if one of them sets it, it stays. Um, and essentially, it's also very important because the people that are competing have to see the video of the challenge. They can't just look at a picture and expect to know what it means. They have to see a person physically performing yeah. in order to understand it. I forgot about that. Yeah. So they all definitely had to perform it. But even as like a even as like a, our own like team rule, like we've done, we've set other skill comps in the past for our communities. And our rule then was like, if we do it, they can do it. It stays. So we did that for this. And once we went back and filmed all eight, I, I recounted, it was all 80 challenges. We, we filmed all 80 challenges in one day. Yeah. In one day made folders. Okay. Hear this out folders for each location. And then within that folder is three folders marking the different eggs. And then we basically threw each video in those folders and then assigned those location folders to a specific QR, copied and pasted it, QR code, copied and pasted it on an image of an egg that I found, and then labeled the egg so I know which location is for that QR code, took the document on a USB to FedEx office, and then printed two copies of each egg. <gasps> and then... And then... The third trip to Ebor was to find out what we were going to do with them. Yeah. How'd find that out, go? Find out where the fuck we we're going to put them. It went pretty good, actually. What do you think about the locations that we picked? I think we picked some pretty good locations because we didn't want it too hard, but we also didn't want it too easy because here's the thing. going The eggs have to be hard and easy enough for competitors to find, but not easy enough for a passerby to find it and be like, that's not supposed to be there, and rip it off. Well, here's the third thing that we didn't mention that the uh, competitors are going to utilize for this competition. So Tony mentioned Discord to communicate. He mentioned Google Drive to send in the challenges for us to tally points. The other application is da -da -da, Urban Jumpers. Again, basically, that's a parkour spot app. What did we do? We pinned the locations of where the eggs would be. And in the app, you can post pictures of the spots. Well, what we did was we're going to post pictures of clues of where the eggs are. So what Tony and I did the third trip to Ebor was we picked where we're going to hide the eggs per spot location, right? Because I told you we picked four or five. All three eggs go in that location and we picked kind of like hiding places and we took pictures that kind of give away certain kind of landmarks so that when the competitors look at the pictures on the pin in Urban Jumpers, they have an idea of where it could be so they don't waste too much time finding the egg. Remember, because it's, it's about finding it, scanning it, and completing the challenges. So we spent, once again, three hours or more in Ebor walking around going, is this good? Is that fine? Okay, I think that's good. Taking the picture, making sure the picture doesn't give away too much, saving them in folders once again, okay? And then also taking pictures of the spots themselves. So they have pictures of the spot and the eggs per pin. Dude, I mean, it, it keeps going, right? So that's already three trips. Then we go back to Ebor to film the Easter video to promote it, the Easter bunny video which was a whole other project in and of itself. Like all the shots were written down in a book. We had to go get Kobe. We had to spend money on the suit. We had to spend money on his flight, all these things. We had to get Jesse to be the third guy. And we had to do a whole production. It took all day. Uh, and uh, holy, holy shit, man. That took two months. And that's still not all of it, by the way. So essentially, in brief, two players per team. You have each other to basically dictate who does the challenge and who films it. What you do is you so you show up, you find an egg, you scan it, list of challenges, on, like they come up, you watch them, you repeat them, film them, submit it to us, we tally them. And you rinse and repeat for all the colored eggs for all the different locations. The team with the most points wins. What's first place prize, Tony? Two hypervolts. And? 200 deadlifts. And? Some bang energy. That's right. <laughs> we, just, we just talking alone in Mike Tyson voices. I still got a headache. So, 
I think after explaining all of that, I think we can truly say that that's a first of its kind experience, dude. I mean, no one's ever done that. Yeah, no, I, I, I think so too. Also, no one can be like, Bitch, we made 80 fucking challenges in one goddamn day. Not even. <laughs> just, yeah, that's it. You're good. You, you can, you can, yeah, you're out. There you go. We're good. That's fine. So, yeah. Maybe we haven't been posting a lot of training, but we've def definitely been putting work in other areas. And, uh, yeah, so take that, NAPC. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway. Do you guys set your challenges? Um, do you guys physically set your challenges? If anyone, I'm sure they do, yeah. If anyone from NAP oh, this, is not, this is not trying to me. It's, it's, fuck. Wow. I'm sure they can English better than us. If you're still there, hang on. Give me a second. I'm not trying to roast anyone. This is me generally asking. Do, do, if anyone from NAPC is listening to this or watching this, do you guys set your challenges? Or do you just look at it and be like, that's a dope challenge. We're going to set that. Maybe just, for some of them that they know the pro athletes I'm, can do. I'm actually curious. I think what it is is for the hard ones, they go, I want to see if somebody can do that. That's fair. For the harder ones, you know. For the, for the other ones, I'm sure they, they do it because it's fun. But I'm sure for some of the really hard ones, they go... I want to see if Tim Champion can show up and fucking do this one. Yeah. Let's just see it. I want to see fair. if it's real. That's fair. Um, but yeah, so, and we also set our, we also set the challenges as a side note, like some of them were quantity over quality because this competition is not so much about like the quality of each and every individual skill. It's more so the novelty of it. It's a holiday themed competition. It's really fun. It's outdoor. It's a scavenger hunt. It's point based. It is a skill comp. It really is. And it's just it's just the whole experience of it all. And also it is a beta test. And it's also a beta test. So let's let's talk about just last topic point of the Easter uh, challenge because we've already talked about it in other podcasts. We've talked we already have announcements, people already signed up, and there's gonna be a behind the business video showing the whole process of making it. The last talking point I wanna say is what we want um for this in the future. Is like that thing's still going? Yeah. Okay. That's what I was thinking before. I got so annoyed. I got you see how it's going? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I got so scared. But um yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the future of Easter Challenge Hunt. What do you want to see it do? What do you want to see happen? Real quick. Is, are you sure it's... Yeah, dude. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. And All we're right. almost getting to an hour, so I want to wrap it up. Okay. Um, can you repeat the question? What do you want to see in the future for Easter Challenge Hunt? What do you want out of this? I know after this beta run to see how it goes down, we work out the kinks if there's any. When we Dude, come back I'll, and do it again. I want to see this on like a big level. Like I want to I want to I want to see us like put this on for like where we don't have to cap like the teams right. that come in and the prizes can actually be like substantial prizes and we can do it on like a way bigger level as in like go to like a university right. and have just like Dude, can you imagine like like fucking like 20 teams. 20, yeah. yeah of people yeah. going around like fucking FIU or some shit. Not only that, like make like smaller sections, like take a piece of the campus and make it as like a kid's Easter challenge hunt. Yeah. And they have their own teams and then the bigger adults go around. And then like the prize is actually good. We can actually charge money to go into it. Yeah, we'll charge a fee, of course, because it'll be bigger and better. Um, but for this one, it's free. Dude, because this is a, it's a cool fucking idea and I think it can like actually... I think it can pop off in like a very, very good sense. I think so too. And also I think there could be opportunities where if a lot of people can't make it to Florida for it, cause it's a Florida competition. Um, people, we can find a way to help others do their own in a gym. Yeah. Um, because I think we definitely found something here and not a lot of people know about it right now and that's okay. But I definitely feel like it's going to keep going. Dude. Cause if anyone, if anyone else does this fucking competition, you remember you stole it from us and we're coming after you motherfucker yep anyway uh and we have the best we have the best announcement video for a competition ever yep that video is so shut the fuck up when you have the ear in your yeah, hat i can't believe how well that that lined up actually vocally i don't know why i thought of it it's specifically like pointing at the bunny and the and the middle finger just like 
like it, I don't know why I thought of that, but I thought it was so funny. Like that was him like charging up his last like weapon against you guys, and I was like, oh shit, that didn't work. Fuck! And then he runs. You know what I mean? Dude, oh dude this competition is gonna be sick. I am so excited. It is two weeks away. All the athletes have to come the day before the actual competition day at the HQ to do a presentation. All ten athletes are gonna, or all ten teams, twenty athletes are gonna be here. There's a whole procedure that they have to go through. So uh, even though you watch the explanation video and the announcement video and read the description of the event page, it's still not enough. You still need to be here actually because that's how kind of intricate it can get and you should be a little bit tech savvy as well they're allowed skateboards or hoverboards or longboards whatever they want to commute to each spot if they walk that's up to them they're losing time um you know bring snacks in a backpack like it's a it's five hours of you going around ebor city and literally doing an actual easter egg hunt for challenges but when you find them they're challenges and then you submit them to us to tally your points. I mean, it's insane. So they have to be here to listen to instructions. They have to know what apps to have, make sure they're signed into the Discord, have the all the supplies they need, make sure that they do a test run in the house. We have a test egg that we're going to do, utilize urban jumpers. I mean, it's a whole oh, spiel. And all, all while this is happening, like while they're actually competing, Tal and I are just going to be in a little coffee shop <laughs> with our computers hooked up to the Wi-Fi. Yeah. Watching the, the skills coming through. Yeah, yeah. He manages the first five teams. I manage the second five teams, second half. And we just kind of uh, wait there with our uh, team chats open on Discord. That's where they can communicate to us and send us in their half-point challenges. Because we also have half-point challenges. They're like fun little things where they it, get... It wouldn't, it wouldn't be a soulful comp without half-point yeah. challenges. Yeah, and I think it's cool because... Notice how it says Easter Challenge Hunt Ybor City, not Easter Challenge Hunt 2021. We want to... Each Easter Challenge Hunt will just have the location of it as the as the next name and each location will have half point challenges that allow you to interact with where you are yeah so there's six half point challenges in ebor city that are very much things that are weird like ebor city that you would do um and uh one of them involves tony and i being in the coffee shop but yeah we're gonna be there waiting for them waiting for their google drive folders to pop up with challenges that they're submitting um, so we think it's awesome. We're super excited. We're two, there's two weeks away. Like I said, it's get, it's given me life through my recovery, January and February, that preparing for that thing and planning it and doing everything I told you about, what you're going to see in the behind the business such video. A, such a cool comp, dude. Such it's, a cool comp. So everyone who's involved in it, like be glad that you're involved in it because it's going to be a very, very fun time. Like be yeah. glad you have a spot in it. And like, that's not to sound like boastful. No, like, it's be glad you're it's, part of our car. proud of what we've done, honestly. Yeah. Like, cause like, you don't know the ins and outs of it yet and like what's what the challenges are what the half point challenge like and just how fun of a day it's going to be like yeah, like everyone in it is yeah. going to have the time of their life yeah they're gonna have a great fucking they time. really are and they're not and it's funny too because the night that they come here to do the presentation we're gonna have music and banners and we're gonna set up the prizes stuff like that we're making a really good time like it's an experience and we want to make it very much so flow movement when you come and attend this you you will not forget it um, and so a little bit of a party, if you will. And so also during the competition, they're not going to, we don't even know. We set the competition, but we don't know what it's like to have five hours and scan the egg. And you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the closest we have to is that cause we, we did all the challenges within, uh, it was in within one day. What, how many, how many hours were we there for? I think you guys had, you guys took an extra half hour, but that's because we were like, well, we had a, we had a. We went there and we came up with extra challenges as well. Yeah, like that we didn't think of in the beginning. Like, it was five and a half hours, but I could honestly say that those thirty minutes, more or less, were because we were rearranging challenges, deleting them, or replacing them. Yeah, yeah. If we directly did them, you guys could have done it in five hours as well. Yeah, but so like, we we have like the five hour rule. Like initially was set as just like ah, oh, this probably is a good enough time. But then actually after going there and like doing and setting all the challenge, setting all the challenges and doing them, so that way we can film them for the actual competition, like gave us a better idea and be like, ah, yeah, this definitely can be done in five hours. Yeah. And, uh, we just, dude, we just, if anyone completes all of them, I'm going to show myself. Dude, <laughs> I've calculated how many points it is in total too. And it's a lot, including the half point challenges. Uh, Oh, that was another thing. Last thing we had to make a, a document, um, basically where it allowed Tony and I to easily tally points without screwing up. Dude, we had to do legal documents too. We had to make waivers. I mean, it, it kept going, you know, email templates, <laughs> description for facebook making cover art the uh the teaser trailer it's, dude i mean it kept going but like i said it gave me life through january and february it gave me some purpose and now we're two weeks away and i'm super excited and i hope people have a good time i really do hope people are paying attention to the presentation so they don't screw up their chances of winning like i want it to go smoothly i really do but we really don't know what's going to happen because it's new 
We have a lot of confidence in it, but dude, it's like that's part of the reason. Really why, new. That's part of the reason why we did it for free too. Exactly. Yeah. Because like it's it's there's so many different intricacies to this type of competition, and like, yes, we could have like charged money for people to like join and and honestly, not even really made make money off of it. It would have just been money to cover some shit for it. Yeah. I I personally I like the idea of of just like having a competition where it seems like. It's like one of those like why shouldn't I compete? You know exactly. Like it was first come first serve. The the competition itself, one of like first of its kind, unique as fuck, dope as fuck. I want to be a part of that, and it's free, and the prizes are dope. Like why wouldn't I compete? You know. Yeah, it wasn't even like I wanted one of those for people. Yeah, like prizes were great. Yeah, exactly. No, he you hit everything, and uh, next year though we're charging money. Next year, oh, we're making it fatter, and I'm sure whatever they the competitors say the. Um, we're, we're gonna take feedback off yeah. of it like i want to like one of the questions i want after the whole competition is uh now that you've experienced it and done it how much would you have paid to participate in it right and then we can and also what can we up. do better was there any kings i if they if they come out saying everything went fine like they like they understood and stuff dude we're golden to make it bigger so anyway we're super excited um we're going to try to find a way to make a video out of it or what have you to see if we can, you know, do like a post, uh, res- like, like a, like a video showing the end results of the comp and whatnot. Um, dude, I don't know. I just remember this. I went to wash my bike, picked up the holes on the side of the house. There's like four different cracks in it. Like it's cracked open. The hose yep. is ripped. You knew this? No. Oh, but I can imagine because we've never used it and it's been through, so much crap weather that of course it's going to break eventually yeah i like picked it up i turned it on and then it started spraying out of four spots and i was like well guess i'm not washing my bike today yeah no, you so i'm gonna go i'm gonna buy a new one tomorrow yeah and then when you're done with it put it back in the garage because yep. we've left it out there and then i'm gonna keep it and that's a little update for the hq <laughs> next episodes we'll have more of the fun stuff that we used to do like little interludes of talking about the house or weird stuff that happened or watch some content and react to it but for now we just wanted to speak on the competitions that have happened this past year during covid and of course telling you about ours because we're very proud of it and we hope it we hope it takes off well it, it'll take off but right now we gotta we gotta see how the first go around looks yeah and anyone who's in who's listening to this podcast right now and just heard of this whole competition uh don't be an adam dunlap dude <laughs> don't don't do that we, we work hard on this don't make a domain name and take our name and put it as a and yeah, takes you. we worked website. hard on this what just, about, just like adam dunlap just don't fuck it just don't do it just don't do it <laughs> we have the easter we done? costume are you done I kind of am. I got a headache, too. I'm trying to go to sleep. All right, Rebels. That's (laughs) all for today's task. To know when the next one is, check your at Rebel updates on Instagram. Spread the word of the hideout to others you think can join this movement by sharing this any way you can. Show your host some love by liking, commenting, and rating this. And to show some extra amor, escribe un... Fuck, I forgot to say review. Write a review. (laughs) If you guys get lost along the way, don't hesitate to email us with questions. I'm not going to say that part. At the hideout at SoulflowMVMNT.com. <laughs> Send us nudes. Check out SoulflowMVMNT.com for merch or more. Plus, follow our other profiles here to stay up to date with whatever we're doing. We're rebels of the cause. Getting the fuck out of here. Getting out of here. Transmission complete. That is all today, Rebels. Report back to the hideout next week for your new task. Over and out.